You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio, 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to our 114th program of Think Again. Think Again is presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation working for social change for some years now. I'm Jennifer Burrell. I'm without Jacques today, but we do have a special guest with us. Following our theme of human rights over recent programs, today we're looking at the gross mistreatment of many people in our prisons and what sort of protections need to be put in place for them. To help us with this topic, we are joined by Monique Hurley from, oh, Senior Lawyer at the Human Rights Law Centre. Welcome to the program, Monique. Thank you very much for having me. Mm, It's a real pleasure. Firstly, uh, Monique, can you tell us a little bit about the Human Rights Law Centre and your role there? Sure. So the Human Rights Law Centre is a community legal centre with offices in Melbourne um, and Sydney, and we do work um, across Australia using a combination of strategic litigation and advocacy to try and create a fairer legal system for everyone. Mm -hmm. So I'm a lawyer at the centre and my work focuses on working in partnership with Aboriginal community-controlled organisations to advocate for a legal system free from racial injustice. This work Mm -hmm. includes working to address the mass imprisonment of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and also working to make sure that everyone behind bars is treated with dignity. Mm, It's obviously a very important role for your organisation and yourself as a lawyer there. Uh, So uh, I guess the issue of mistreatment of people in prisons uh, seems to come up far too often. It comes up regularly every now and then uh, with numerous reports over the years and then it gets a big media splash and then suddenly it goes quiet. But there doesn't seem to be much improvement despite that and it it even seems to get worse um, from my impressions. So most recently we had the special report on corrections and that was by the Independent Broad-Based Anti-Corruption Commission, which is quite a mouthful, but it's commonly known as yes, it is. It's commonly known as IBAC. Yes, and uh, helpfully, this report identified excessive and unjustified use of force against prisoners. So, can you talk a bit about this, Monique? What's happening in our prisons, and and how widespread is this problem? Yes, so prisons are harmful places where abuse too often thrives behind closed doors. Mm. And as as you pointed out, um, there's this has been really recently demonstrated by the special report on corrections, which was tabled in the Victorian Parliament by the state's corruption watchdog, IBAC. Mm-hmm. Um, the report painted a really shocking picture of what goes on in our prisons and how human rights are easily disregarded Um, in those environments. 
the report made a number of pretty alarming findings and um, I'll just step through a few. Mm-hmm. Um, so they made mm-hmm. findings that prison officers at Port Phillip Prison used excessive force against two people in prison, one of who had an intellectual disability. Mm. They made findings that prison officers at Port Phillip Prison had used inappropriate strip searching practices on people mm. And they made findings that during two critical incidents at Port Phillip Prison, prison officers failed to activate their body-worn camera, the body-worn cameras that they wear, um, and intentionally interfered with camera recordings. So, yeah, some pretty shocking stuff in there. And in relation to the excessive use of Thor's um, I thought it might be worthwhile to just kind of step through one of the one of the incidents investigated by IBAC in a little bit more detail. Mm-hmm. And so, um, one of the one of the cases that IBAC in IBAC investigated involved a man in prison with an intellectual disability who assaulted a corrections officer without provocation. Mm. But then that set off um, a series of events where a number of prison guards responded to an emergency radio call prompted by that incident. Um, And as one prison guard arrived, um, the man's hands were being handcuffed behind his back and Mm -hmm. so um, the the man was restrained Mm -hmm. um, and a prison guard forcibly grabbed his head, pushed it down and the prison guard delivered up to four knee strikes to the man's torso. Um, The man was then taken to ground um, and CCTV footage shows that the prison guard delivered hand strikes to his head region following that. Mm. Um, and so um, having reviewed that evidence, IBAC made the conclusion that that amounted to cruel or degrading treatment, um, which is, yeah, grossly inappropriate to be happening in our yeah. prisons. Um yeah. So, yeah, while the IBAC report highlights some particularly egregious conduct that they've identified through some um, specific investigations that they've undertaken, there's also a number of routine prison practices that place people in prison at risk of being subjected to harmful treatment um, on a regular basis, including the use of solitary confinement um, mm. and practices like routine strip searching. Mm. And uh, And the strip searching and... Solitary confinement, uh, I guess um, IBAC was finding that they weren't justified, that the circumstances, they were excessive to what could be justified. Yes, in one of the um, in one of the cases that IBAC investigated, a routine strip search is generally supposed to take about a minute to to take place, and one of the strip searches they looked into took up to seven minutes to take place, and um, which obviously just sounds really suspicious and um there was also it was a man who was being strip searched and the the guidelines around strip searching say that you know if you're being strip searched the gender of the guards who are who are doing that strip search and who are around at the time when that takes place are supposed to be the same gender as the the person being subjected to the strip search and that Mm. that he um one man in prison was strip searched and there was a female officer who was able to see Mm. what was happening so lots of um lots of things going on that shouldn't be and really just really goes to that point that a lot of this stuff happens in prisons and because it's quite a closed environment that um people are yeah people are allowed to get away with a lot of 
really inappropriate conduct. Yeah, I guess we're only talking about the stories that we know of. Um, Exactly. Yeah. And it really does sound like when it's so obviously unjustified that it's being weaponized. It's like strip searching and solitary confinement being used as some sort of punishment or torture or weapon. Yes, that can um, that can be the case. Yes. Yeah, but in any case, what IBAC uh, found in its in its findings was, in relation to the cases it was looking at, that there wasn't any of the normal justifications or reasons for carrying out these inverted commas procedures. Yes, in the cases that they looked at, they thought that there had been um, some human rights abuses in the form of people being subjected to cruel and degrading treatment. Yeah, and taking away people's dignity, obviously. Mm. Yes, You can't think of something much more undignified than um, being strip-searched with, you know, lots of onlookers of, you know, both genders, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. So on that note, we'll, we'll go to a music break and we'll continue our discussion after that. We have music by Taki Khan called Gule Badam Hazaraji. Dili gari 
Merhaba, bugün nasılsınız? A Turkish eco-feminist approach to dismantle the toxic misconception of the good immigrant. Intrigued? Well, so are we. The Good Immigrant is broadcasted in Turkish every Thursday between 6.30pm to 7pm. Tell your friends and family, because you have a date with Özesuen Özgü, 3CR, 8.55am, Thursdays, 6.30pm to 7pm. See you all then! You're listening to Think Again 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today I'm having a conversation with Monique Hurley from the Human Rights Law Centre about some terrible abuses our fellow human beings in prison are being subjected to. So Monique, uh, the recent special report on corrections by IBAC found that some prison guards at Port Phillip carried out inappropriate strip searching, which you've already been talking about, of course. Um, so I guess just to continue that, can you tell us how common is this strip searching? And do you know of, of, about this from, uh, I guess, what effect does it have on those who are strip searched? And, and if you can, if there are any other reports or avenues of information about this that you've come across? Yes, so the IBAC report found that strip searches, um, some of the strip searches that had um, taken place were inconsistent with the right of people deprived of liberty to be treated with dignity mm-hmm. and routine strip searching is common in prisons across Australia where dangerously broad laws permit use of the practice being subjected to routine strip searching can be humiliating and degrading for any person and international human rights law discourages the practice and states quite clearly that strip searches should only ever be undertaken if absolutely necessary. This is not what is happening in prisons across Australia where people are needlessly being subjected to hundreds of strip searches with often minimal and minor contraband being identified An example of this is in the ACT where over a seven-month period there were 208 strip searches conducted on women in prison and only three items of contraband were found as a result of all of those strip searches. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, evidence from Australia and around the world shows that routine strip searching of people in prison doesn't have the deterrent effect that everybody thinks that it does Mm. and that actually reducing strip searches in prisons does not increase the amount of contraband um, entering and in the prisons. So there's really no reason why governments across Australia continue to subject people to a practice that can scar them for life when they can instead use um, alternative methods um, Mm. like wands and x-ray body scanners similar to to search technology that's used in airports um, to search people when it's necessary. Mm, yeah, and I've heard that uh, strip searching is a particular issue for women, women in the correction system. Um, can you um, comment on that, Monique? 
Yes, so women in prison are overwhelmingly victim survivors of abuse and trauma. Corrections Victoria data that um, that we've looked at estimates that around 65% of women in prison are victim survivors of family violence. So being subjected to routine strip searching can be re-traumatising and compound the harm experience compound the harm caused by past experiences of violence for many mm. women who are behind bars. Mm. Um, yeah, which is really, it's really, really horrific. Um, yeah. And in this speaks to something that you flagged earlier in this conversation about, um, you know, the practice not really serving any purpose and so subjecting people to routine strip searching in those circumstances doesn't really serve a purpose other than to further punish um, people in prison and it's really it raises questions about whether it's just being used as a means to control people and could even be a form of state sanctioned sexual assault wow, um, yeah. mm. and so yeah it's really it's really inappropriate that laws around the country allow for people to be strip searched on such a regular basis and particularly for women in prison who can often be strip searched um, on entry to prison before and after contact visits with family when leaving the prison and at any other time um, deemed necessary so it means that um, you know every time a mum hugs their child or holds their hand and Mm -hmm. um, has a contact visit with them in the prison they could be strip searched Um, potentially before or after and so that can also um, have a really big impact for many of the women in prison who are also mums um, who sometimes have to make really heartbreaking decisions about missing visits with their children to avoid the distress associated with being subjected to a strip search. Yeah it's a it's a really terrible thought to people going into prison are there to have have to go through that traumatic experience and like you say you know if uh well I don't know that you exactly said that but without justification or proper reason and there's you know quite defined criteria where I understand it could be legally justified but when it's done um to take away someone's dignity or humiliate or um it's it's really makes you think of what's how do how are people meant to come out of prison um, better than w- when they went in? You know, if we're um, subjecting them to state-sanctioned potentially sexual abuse, really, it's a shocking thought, really, and um, it's shocking that the indicates the indicators seem to be that it's so common and that people are so helpless that they have to that they have to subject themselves to this. Yeah, that's exactly right. Imprisonment is the penalty. It's not a place where people are supposed to be further punished um, for whatever might have brought them into the prison system. And a strip search should only ever be permitted as a last resort after all less intrusive search alternatives have been exhausted and Mm. there remains a reasonable a reasonable suspicion that the person is carrying dangerous dangerous contraband that really needs to be identified. Mm. Um, and so that's, that's not what we're seeing across Australia with high rates of strip searches taking place, mm. not a lot of contraband being identified. It really undermines, um, it really calls into question whether the practice can be justified. Yeah. Well, thanks for clarifying that, Monique. Uh, we'll go to a short community announcement and we'll come back shortly after that. 
The Maritime Union of Australia is pleased to announce the Struggles That Made Us poster design prize. With a five grand first prize, the MUA is calling for submissions of a poster or artwork that addresses or is inspired by the struggles, events or historical figures amongst Australian maritime workers. The winning design will be launched on May Day 2022 and featured in a special May Day edition of Overland magazine. So get amongst it, people. Jump online and search for MUA Design Prize to enter. The Maritime Union of Australia is a proud 3CR supporter. You're listening to Think Again 3CR 855 AM on your dial. 3CR Digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Today I'm talking with Monique Hurley from the Human Rights Law Centre. She's been describing some pretty terrible abuse of people in our prison system, uh, including social isolation and unjustified strip searching. Uh, Monique, uh, what do you and the Human Rights Law Centre think needs to be done about all of this? So governments across Australia must ban routine strip searching mm-hmm. and act to prevent mistreatment in prisons. Um, time is really long overdue for greater oversight and transparency of all places of detention and it's vital that governments across Australia implement the vision of the United Nations Anti-Torture Protocol called OPCAT mm-hmm. um, as a matter of priority. Um, despite the Australian government ratifying OPCAT in 2017, little progress has been made to establishing and resourcing independent monitoring and oversight of prisons in Victoria. This raises really serious concerns about whether the January 2022 deadline for implementation Mm. of OPCAT will be met in Victoria. I think this is really unacceptable, especially in light of the IBAC report that we've been talking about today, which exposed really serious and systemic wrongdoing in Victoria's prisons. I think it's really, yeah, it's really important for us to be able to shine a light on human rights abuses in prisons and hold Mm -hmm. our governments to account for the mistreatment of people behind bars. And Mm -hmm. OPCAT can also play a role in ending the harmful, unnecessary and degrading use of practices in our prison, like routine strip searching and solitary confinement once and for all. Yeah, and uh, we'd have to agree with you on that. We did. Uh, I did interview um, who was it, Andrea Lux from the Victorian Aboriginal Legal Service mid July about this as well. Yes. And and I understand we have signed this UN anti torture protocol called OPCAT, but we're yet to put. We really need to put a lot of things in place to get it going. And I think what did you say by January, February next year was it? January next year is the deadline, yes. Okay. So um, so is there any way listeners can help bring about change, Monique? There is. There's a few things. Um, there's currently an inquiry into the Victorian criminal justice system that is um, underway and it's something that the Victorian Parliament is looking into. So they are accepting accepting submissions at the moment um, and I would encourage people, particularly people with lived experience of the criminal legal system, to have a look at the information that's available about that inquiry and consider making a submission. Uh, The Human Rights Law Centre 
gave evidence to that inquiry earlier this week, um, but the work of the committee that's looking into it is going to be ongoing and they are due to um, do a final report, I think, in February next year on on the things that they're looking into. Um, and another thing that people can do is support the Homes Not Prisons campaign that's currently being led by Flat Out that is um, calling on the Victorian government to stop the expansion of the Dame Phyllis Frost Women's Prison. Um, there's a lot of money that the government is going to funnel into expanding that prison at a time when it's not at capacity. And if the Victorian government did some of the law reform that um, human rights, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander and other legal organisations are asking them to do, particularly around bail reform, there would be absolutely Mm. no need for them to expand that prison. And so if you Google Homes Not Prisons... Um, there's an open letter that people can sign um, on the internet. That's great advice. Homes, not prisons. Thank yes. you. Thank you very much for that, Monique. And um, thanks so much for joining us today. I, I guess we're coming to the end of the program. And thanks for shedding some light on some, as you say, pretty dark corners of our corrections system. And also thanks to you and the Human Rights Law Centre for working so hard to bring about much needed change and really, really stand up for the rights of people who don't, without people like us and you um, and people, um, organisations, and uh, they don't have much power at all. So we really need to uh, get behind um, making sure that their human rights are upheld. So thank you again, Monique. Well, thank Uh, you very much for having me. And we're coming to our community service announcement section. I I think we are all very mindful of the unfolding tragedy in Afghanistan at the moment, uh, with thousands of people desperate to flee, many of whom have supported Australian station there over the last 20 or so years. And we're also mindful that many Afghani people have been fighting for human rights there, particularly for women, and they are, of course, inspired a really real um, particular danger at this time. Uh, If you want to support them, uh, you can sign, there is a petition you can sign to the Australian government um, that's at www.actionforafghanistan.com.au. So I'll say that again, www.actionforafghanistan.com.au. Thanks again for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio today. If you have any comments or suggestions for the program, you can email Borderlands, borders at borderlands.org.au. Our programs are available by podcast wherever you get your podcasts and via the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au. And thanks to Clive Bourne. again um, too for his technical production as we go back to lockdown and remote recording so we're very lucky to have such a highly skilled uh, volunteer technical expert to help us on this program we'll now go to jailbreak which is a program that gives a voice to our brothers and sisters in prison to bring us into that this program please enjoy cannot buy my soul by archie roach For 200 years we've been beaten down 
too long on the door My dignity I'm losing here Mentally I'm on There's a system here that nails us And we're left out in the cold Oh, they took our life and liberty friends But they could not buy our soul Joe Hill died, Jacob Vara Ford Pamela Wally lay down dead If a person speaks out critically here They could get loaded down with lead How long can the majority wait For their story to unfold Oh, they took their life and liberty friends But they could not buy their soul